0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Pactify podcast, a podcast about management and management theories. So touching upon subjects that deal with productivity in organizations and engagement of people in organizations and theories that are aimed at improving those things as a disclaimer i'm approaching everything related to management theories from a critical rationalist perspective which is the philosophy that there aren't any fundamental truths in any domain of knowledge therefore also not in management theories and so the best thing we can do is when we have a theory is to ask ourselves How can it be improved? What problem is the theory solving? Why is it solving a problem? And through those questions actually make progress in finding ever better theories and better understanding of what works and what doesn't work in management. So I'm not advertising any existing theories as being the one and final theories that will always work or something like that. Instead, I'm seeking for good understanding and ever improving versions of theories. And to do that, obviously I have to send them out through this uh, podcast, but equally importantly, I'm seeking for feedback uh, and criticism on the things that I'm sending out. And to do so, you can reach me at bart at PactifyManagement.com or at my LinkedIn page. Um, but for now, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Bye bye. Welcome to the Pactify podcast. Today I'd like to select four ideas of the philosopher Karl Popper um, that have relevance uh, to management and that I think uh, could be of great value um, if managers are aware of them and managers find ways to introduce these ideas into organizations. I've selected only four because there's many more, but I think these four already have tremendous potential for uh, organizational life. I will go one by one. Um, So the first one is the idea that there are no fundamental truths in knowledge and that justificationism doesn't work. So this is the basis of the critical rationalist epistemology that was founded by Karl Popper which basically states that you can't justify a piece of knowledge uh, as being 100% uh, correct and true, and then build all kinds of additional knowledge upon that fundament. Karl Popper rejects any kind of fundament and uh, postulates that knowledge uh, is a matter of truth-seeking, and um, therefore a process where you can never attain a certain truth, you can only try to get closer um, and try to improve your knowledge, but you can't uh, ever say that this piece of knowledge is 100% true um, and a fundament, therefore, that is justified. Uh, And so what is the relevance in organization? Uh, That is, if there is too much justificationism, you run into polarized uh, debates, you run into heavy conflicts of uh, ideas and opinions Uh, because for example if you have two divisions that need to cooperate on launching a new product for example and you have um, sales and purchasing sitting together and if both of them are focused too much on justifying their theory about how that product can be sold then for example the purchasing department will say we can never purchase this below this kind of price so make sure that the selling price is at least uh, high enough so we have a margin whereas on the other hand um, sales could be justifying the fact that if we're not selling below a certain price we won't find any customers we won't, we won't be able to grow this product and introduce it and um, it could very well be that both parties are um, justificationists um, and really Considering their version of the truth or their theory to be a hundred percent true But if you have that in a situation where you have two conflicting theories for example the theory of the purchasing department and the theory of the selling Department or the sales department, then obviously there's no alignment. There's probably a bad outcome uh, for what the correct selling price uh, will be that is gonna come out of that situation and And it requires at least a little bit from both sides, a little bit of fallibilism, a little bit of um, seeking better truths, um, not relying on some kind of black and white fundamental beliefs or truths about either the purchasing price and how to get a good one versus the selling price and how to get an optimal one and with too much justificationism uh, you will not approach each other you will not develop a better theory together a theory that eventually maximizes value um, for the new product to be introduced So that is the first statement or the first idea from Popper, which is highly relevant and where a lot of organizations struggle with because there's too much justificationism in the theories of every single department. And when departments need to come together to find uh, solutions and theories together, the justificationism from all respective angles is really going to... Um, put a put a burden on getting towards an improved and aligned and shared theory second idea i want to discuss is popper's idea that authorities are not a good source for knowledge so that we shouldn't rely too much on um, the idea of considering a certain piece of knowledge relevant whenever it comes from an authority. So as long as an authority gives the knowledge or provides the knowledge, um, then the knowledge um, is regarded as true and relevant. That's the the classical perception. But Popper says that um, we shouldn't rely on these kinds of sources in order to provide relevant and good knowledge. Instead, good knowledge has to start from solving a problem and from tailoring knowledge towards a solution to that problem by alternating ideas from from anyone. That doesn't matter whether you have authority or not to be able to provide an idea and then expose the idea to criticism in order to test it and to improve it and alternate the cycle of ideation and criticism in that way in order to grow a certain theory, a certain explanation or solution to a problem. And that consists of good knowledge and it grows in that kind of way uh, as opposed to the idea of let's um, consult an authority and take that piece of knowledge to solve the problem. The problem with um, consulting authorities is that there's also a static, a static uh, notion to knowledge. Uh, knowledge doesn't grow anymore because we um, we consult it uh, or we gather it from authorities. We use it. We're not doing anything with that knowledge. We're not improving it. We're not tailoring it to the situation or the problem, and therefore we have this kind of static. Um, amount of knowledge and that is for an organization especially not a good situation if knowledge don't grow doesn't grow then um, solutions will be less and less optimal because problems grow and problems become um, more complex and become new Uh, there aren't only repetition of old problems you get new and specific problems and therefore your knowledge has to grow as well to be suited to the problems you're solving and therefore it shouldn't come from existing knowledge that is provided by authorities it should come from this alternated cycle of ideation and criticism and this truth-seeking process that is much more adapted to solving new um, and more complex problems as opposed to simply executing existing knowledge you get from authorities uh, in order to try to solve a problem that's the second ID. the third ID is what popper uh, described as the problem with the bucket theory of knowledge i have uh, another episode on this one but for long we believed that uh, well before uh, Popper criticized this idea, but we believed that we could pour knowledge into people. Um, We could, figuratively speaking, fill a bucket with our knowledge and then pour the bucket into the mind of the recipient, the listener, the one we uh, need to hand the knowledge to. Um, This is false. There is no physical process of simply communicating knowledge and therefore having the exact replica of what you communicate into the brain or the mind of the one who listened to you. Instead, as I mentioned, people produce knowledge themselves. They hear uh, ideas and you can communicate ideas, but the recipient will always have to uh, come up with an own theory based upon what he hears or she hears uh, and then subject that uh, theory again towards criticism uh, ideally in order to understand for himself what has been communicated Um, but it's never a a, a 100 percent perfect copy of what has been communicated Uh, there are own theories that are being produced that's how people understand things that's how people learn things is by what copper but popper calls conjecturing Themselves And then exposing the conjecture to criticism using what you have heard as observations and as um, tests to uh, your own conjectures. And hopefully through asking questions, you can expose even more criticism to what you think you have understood and therefore improve what you have understood. But the process really is in the mind of the recipient. And it's not about how a communication is sent out. It is about how it's received. Uh, based on the own conjectures that people make and the amount of criticism they allow uh, to be exposed to their theories it could be that they either are not listening um, and not making any conjecture or thinking about other things or it could be that they make uh, a very simple um, generalized conjecture themselves and then stop thinking about it but then also um, they won't have captured a lot of what has been communicated and in the best case they may um, start conjecturing and criticizing what they think they have understood ask more questions to understand it even better and therefore grow their knowledge in a way that it is uh, at least at the level of the knowledge of um, the person that was communicating or even exceeding it So this is also very relevant for organizations because too often we have the tendency to communicate in one way and focus on explaining everything very well so people understand, but thereby neglecting the process that needs to happen and that is crucial in uh, the minds of those who listen, uh, which is own conjectures um, with or without um, criticism in order to understand what you have been uh, told um and that process is really determining whether people have really understood and it's not at that much the process of sending out the communication and in organizations it's mostly the last process that takes most of the energy and time whereas it's not the process that matters most in order to um, ensure that people have understood something It's the first process, it's the conjecturing process and the criticism process that takes place into the minds of the people that have been communicated to. And then the last um, idea is a bit linked to the third one. It's the idea of Popper um, that all observations are theory-laden and that observations in themselves are not containing any knowledge. They are sense, um, they are sense um, data, uh, you can hear things, you can feel things, you can touch things, the do- those are observations, but uh, what you see or what you hear doesn't contain information. People have to conjecture own theories in, in order to interpret what they have ob- observed. Um, in the signal, the, aud- the, the audio signal or the visual signal itself. Um, there is no there is no information. Um, it's, it's a physical it's a physical thing that doesn't contain knowledge uh, in terms of language or in terms of concepts, the, the language, the concepts, the theories are produced in the mind of the people that receive the observations or that make the observations but to um, do so they have to have own theories so they have to have a theory with which they can interpret a certain observation but it's not the observation in itself that contains the theory and that's also very important um, for organizations because again um, you can put a lot of information and concepts and data into your communication but it is the theory of people who receive that data that communication those concepts it's their theory that will make whether they have understood it or not and whether you have to go deeper and exchange more and allow for questions and allow for uh, a process of truth seeking uh, and error corrections with uh, the persons you want to uh, have something understood uh, or not. So all observations are theory-laden. It's also imp- It also has an implication towards induction. So we also tend to derive um, generalization just from having observed a a couple of things uh, a couple of times Uh, and it's not because observations uh, have some repetition uh, that they they can be generalized into theory. so probably the relevance for organizations here could be that if we observe that uh, a a certain person has been late for um, finalizing a deliverable twice then, as managers, we may be tended to say, well, that's a person who's always late." Um, so we're generalizing a pattern of two observation into a general theory, um, which doesn't work, which isn't true, which um, is, is possibly completely wrong. Um, because there may have been real good reasons for the two situations. And if we generalize, we are uh, jeopardizing any kinds of potential or um, good evolutions in the future by generalizing that that particular person can never be on time. uh, And that will restrict uh, whatever we do with that person and whatever potential um, cooperation or potential growth uh, there is still possible possible be obtained from that person, but um, simply by generalizing and inducing this general um, theory about that person, simply based on a couple of observations, um, is is therefore false, is therefore suboptimal and jeopardizing, as I said, uh, any kind of um, potential evolution. So these were the four theories. Um, So let me uh, reiterate or just restate all four of them. So first, there are no fundamentals for knowledge. Justificationism doesn't work. Second, authorities are not a good source for knowledge. Third, the problem of the bucket theory of knowledge. And then fourth, all observations are theory-laden. I hope that even if it's philosophical, um, that this is somewhat um, relevant and triggers somewhat appetite. You can say a lot of things about philosophy, uh, whether it's relevant or not. I'm. I for sure there is a lot of bad philosophy, but Karl Popper's philosophy contains so much relevance and so much truth that um, it is. Um, definitely to be considered in organizational life in managerial um, approaches and that's what i wanted to share already here with a selection of four ideas of this philosopher hope uh, you find this interesting and if you have any questions uh, please reach out as always thanks a lot for listening and hope to speak to you soon (coughs) bye-bye